On this week's episode of Athletes Agenda, my co-host Hunter and I sat down with teammate and great friend, Austin Franklin. Austin is in his final semester of college and is a captain on the lacrosse team. We discuss how he was introduced to lacrosse, the relationships and brotherhoods formed through the sport, his transfer story to Emerson College, many of his passions ranging from sports to comedy, and so much more. Let's dive right in. Austin Franklin, welcome to the second episode of Athletes Agenda. Very happy to have you on. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. It's a disgusting day to be alive. It's like 68 today, maybe even 70 in the middle of March, so it doesn't get much better than that. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. First time I've worn shorts in a short sleeve in practice this year, so very exciting day. Uh, it's a big moment for you. It was. <laughs> I usually try to wear long sleeves just to stay warm, but it's kind of my MO, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, so yeah, practice today and girls game today. Shout out to them. Big dub. Big, Big dub. dub. Big win. I had a lot of fun at the game too. Big win. I was doing the Olay. The oh, <laughs> the girls were buzzing out there. Yeah. Had a good day. Big win for them. Yeah. Uh, very exciting. We also came off a big win at Nichols. How'd that feel? That was pretty. Uh, I mean, we kind of fucking went off. You had quite a off. quite a bit of goals that game too. Yeah. Or points. Uh, I, think I had one, but, <laughs> but I, but I, I assisted it. But yeah, yeah. But we won, and Hunter assisted us. So uh, there I you was, go. The biggest thing, Jack. I was having fun. I was having a lot of fun out there. That's all that matters. And that is all that matters. There At the end go. of the day, you know what? Yeah, fun's all that matters. We won. I had tons of fun, and then we're gonna get more wins, and that's gonna be more fun. And the fun energy is just gonna keep rolling. And hop on the train. There we go. Hop on the fun train. Yeah, there we better go. hop on before we get fucking rolling. That's all I got to say. Yeah, before the train leaves the station, you better hop on. The game train? The game train. The yeah. game train, the fun train. <laughs> just, love, I'm a big train guy. We're just rolling. Any train. Um, so, having fun now. Have you always had this much fun with lacrosse? Uh, I, yeah, I've always had fun. I mean, I think it was the first sport that I was ever, like, really good at, where, like, I played a bunch of sports growing up, but I think it was the first sport that I played where I actually picked it up and I was like, wait, I'm kind of, I'm kind of good at this, you know, and I, I was actually having fun with it, whereas baseball, I played, I played like third base, first base, and outfield, and you just stand there and it's so boring that I started playing lacrosse and I was like, oh, I like this, you know, um, so yeah, what was it, just just having fun. Yeah. We're just fun. having fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm always, I'm always having fun. And I love that. I love that. You are probably one of the more positive people I've ever met in my life, for sure. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, when did, when did you start playing lacrosse? Was it before middle school? Was it elementary school? So I've always kind of had a stick in my hand ever since I was little. My dad played college lacrosse, so there's always been a million sticks in my house, and I've always been playing with like my brother and the going to camps when I was in like elementary school and stuff. Uh, it wasn't until I think fifth grade when I actually started playing organized lacrosse because they didn't have um, town lacrosse in my town until I think maybe I was in fifth grade or maybe the year before that. Um, so ever since fifth grade, I've been playing town lacrosse and then I played uh, summer lacrosse throughout middle school, into high school, college lacrosse, high school lacrosse. Pick up lacrosse anywhere there's lacrosse. Any kind. Yeah. <laughs> and you played at some of the uh, some of the top 
lacrosse schools in New England, I would say, between Cardigan and some Denver. might say that. I mean, some, some might say allegedly. Yeah. Now, the number one middle school lacrosse <laughs> team in the country, I would say. If it's the best in the country, I'd say it's the best in the world. Yeah. I mean, how many middle school teams are producing products like Oscar Franklin? Yeah. Not, yeah. not a lot. I mean, I wasn't even one of the better guys on my team. I was lucky enough to make the team. Guys <laughs> like, uh, you know, Griffin, who just won a national title at Virginia, Colin Monroe at UNC, um, Gavin McNamara is playing at Holy Cross right now, Amos Gilbert playing at uh, UVM. So all four of those guys were ahead of me on attack. Playing D1, so I was just lucky enough to get to hang out with those guys. Sure. Um, getting into Tabor, uh, how was that experience? I've been up there a couple times and played you multiple times. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I love uh, having the opportunity to go to Tabor um, beyond just the lacrosse standpoint. I mean, it's, I think it's the most beautiful high school in the world. I'd say I get to go to school on the water and <laughs> My junior year, I was living in Wee House. I was right on the water at waterfront property. We had a beach. We called it Wee House Beach, just around the corner. Um, so in terms of that, you can't you can't beat that. The school's got a ninety eight foot schooner. I think is how long it is. Wow, ridiculous. You need to go out on that. <laughs> so you were right on the ocean. Literally, yeah. Jack, right on the ocean. <laughs> wow. My backyard, my junior year, where my dorm was, there was a beach. It was my backyard was a beach. I had waterfront property, probably the nicest property I've ever gonna own. <laughs> and um, yeah, we got to live right on the water, so it doesn't get any better than that. And then beyond that, the education, top notch education. Um, I always thought I was kind of dumb going to Tabor just because the kids that I was going to class with. So my my dorm, my junior year, for example, my roommate went to Dartmouth College. Next door, the kid who had a single uh, went to Columbia. Across the hall, two of my best friends, JP and Riley, went to Babson and RPI. So, and JP was an engineer um, at RPI. So I was, they're all doing <laughs> rocket science and I'm, you know, taking basic English. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little different. Um, but um, that's what you want though, right? Like for me, I always want to be around the best competition that I can be around and the best people I can be around because it raises your your game. Um, so in high school, I was thought I was never I was never once the smartest kid in my class in high school. I don't even know if I was ever in the top half of any, <laughs> my, of any of my classes, right? But but then it, it's made college a piece of cake um, because of the level of talent that I had in my class. So obviously, right, I get to um, live on the water, great education, and then beyond that, the extracurricular opportunities that I had were awesome. I did a play my junior and senior year in the winter, so I got to be in the play. And What was what play, and what was your role <laughs> in the play? Um, so my junior year, it was um, a play called Love and Information, and it's basically a play... Um, where each scene is unrelated, but um, the theme of the play is how information and technology changes people's relationships um, or inter intervenes itself in people's relationships. So I was one of 
I think I was only one of two guys <laughs> that year. I think my next year it was three guys, maybe, or maybe my junior was three, whatever. So I was basically the um, male romantic lead in every single in every single um, scene, and there was one night. So the play goes on. It's like Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and we had to study all every night, eight to ten, mandatory. But a bunch of my friends found out that you can get out of study hall if you go to play Thursday nights. They're like, "Oh, we're going, to, we're going to see Austin play," and it's like it, there are a few like kind of funny parts, but the it's it's like a romantic it's a romantic type play the entire time. Every <laughs> single thing that came out of my mouth, they were just cracking up about. And I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd have, I'd have like one scene on a bench where I'm talking to a girl and I'm like, yeah, I don't know if this relationship's going to work out, whatever. And they're just, I can just hear them hooting <laughs> the audience about me. Like, I'm just like, hey, like, I don't know if it's going to work out. And they're just, every single, every single thing that comes out of my mouth, they're just laughing at. Because they're they're not even imagining me acting. They're just like, this is hilarious. Austin's yeah. like breaking up with a girl or whatever. <laughs> um, so that was a lot of fun. And then my senior year, I actually got to help write the play, which was pretty cool. Um, so I got to write the intro. It was just like a bunch of different sketches that were combined. And it was a couple other kids in my creative writing class who also helped write it. Um, so I got to write the intro sketch about Jesus and then maybe one other sketch and then I got to be in a bunch of um, sketches and I had a monologue so that was a lot of fun and then what was really nice is the um, guy who directed it Mr. Tyler um, he would always give me a couple days where I either wouldn't have to come in or I could leave early um, so I could you know go lift and train and play wall ball and get ready for lacrosse season so I really enjoyed that nice enough to let me pursue lacrosse and then obviously getting into lacrosse I loved playing lacrosse there in the tradition that's gone on at Tabor of um, playing lacrosse at the highest level and um, I loved playing for Coach Salib um, I love his coaching style he's a great guy I think he sets a great example for um, all the guys that come through there and he demands a lot out of everybody which I, I love and that I play with became my best friends and wouldn't trade that for anything, you know. So you're quite the showman both on and off the field, huh? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you're, you're always probably the most energetic guy at practice. For the, <laughs> I'd mo- say for so. the most part. I'd say I so. so. Uh, yeah. You're always hooting and hollering and uh, getting the boys up. And always starting warm-ups with the clapping. Yeah. Gotta love that. Every part. single day. I gotta get the boys energized. Yeah. The always got to. They get to play across, right? <laughs> it's very for true. Sure. Um, so some of your best friends at Tabor, obviously, um, some of the guys that I'm sure have shaped you both on and off the field. Um, one in particular that I'd like to talk about is obviously we're all wearing the shirts. Uh, for those of you that, uh, for those of you who cannot see, uh, we're all wearing, um, the Tucker Francis fund, uh, well, Jack and I are wearing Tucker Francis Fund game jerseys that I got to play in this summer. Um, Austin, you're wearing the sweatshirt that is a collab with your own company, Twain Clothiers. Um, uh, just very exciting stuff. So uh, talk a little bit about, about Tucker um, and what he's meant to you. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just go for that. Wow. Uh, 
Well, I don't know where to start. So, um, Tucker was one of my best friends throughout high school. Um, I got to play on a couple club teams with him and then played lacrosse with him for three years. And then, um, so Tabor at Chapel um, every Tuesday and Thursday. Maybe twice a week. I don't know. I think it was maybe it was Monday and Thursday. It's been a few years. <laughs> but anyways, twice a week we have chapel, and um, it's uh, there isn't. It's not religiously affiliated. All it is is a time for the school to come together, and usually we'd sing a song or sing the alma mater, or and then um, somebody gets up and gives a speech about anything that they want, either. The seniors can or a teacher or sometimes there's a guest who's an alumni or somebody that they bring in to talk and um, since my last name is Franklin and Tucker's last name is Francis for three years I got to sit right next to him in <laughs> chapel and crack jokes and catch up with him every day for five minutes um, so um, about half so yeah about two weeks into my second semester of my freshman year, um, I get a phone call that um, Tucker unfortunately passed away. Um, he so he decided to take his take a gap year between college because every three years uh, the Tabor boy, which is the ninety eight foot swimmer, I was telling you guys mm. about, uh, sails down to the Caribbean, and then students have the opportunity to um, fly down there for a week go on the ship, they get credit for a class, and they get to research the coral and all that stuff down there. And uh, Tucker was really involved with the Tabor Boy. Every summer he was, uh, he would stay on the Tabor Boy and be the chef. Um, so he decided to take a gap year, be the chef on the Tabor Boy, and one day while they were out studying the coral, he was snorkeling and he dove down and he came up too fast, and they called shallow water blackout, he blacked out ended up drowning because um, nobody could get to him fast enough. Um, I mean, he was just like one of the best people I've ever met. Um, and just kind of like, an, uh, like you're, you're like all-American type guy, like did it all. He was like ripped, was like on a mission to turn himself into like a Greek god and Loved playing lacrosse. He was just the ultimate team guy, um, which I think is probably part of the reason we got along so well. Um, and then just um, really did it all. Like he got into music. He um, rode a motorcycle, which like I don't know many like seventeen, not at 18, all seventeen, eighteen <laughs> year olds who would dare to do to do like something like that. Um, and was obviously super smart, brilliant in engineering, and um, just had so much potential. And but the biggest like impact that I think he's left for everybody who's been able to meet him and everyone who um, has somehow been connected to him after the fact is just the positive impact that he left on people, just because of how nice he was. I mean, one of the, the things you always say, like, whenever somebody was, um, like, goofing around too much, was just be nice, right? So, like, there's a lot of things you can be 
every single day when you wake up and just be nice to people because that's going to leave um, a lasting impact. Um, like my biggest thing is I hope that you know if you if I if I haven't seen somebody in five years and somebody were to ask them something like like if for some reason I don't see somebody on our team for five years and somebody were to ask them oh what do you think of Austin Franklin I would hope that they'd say oh he's a really nice guy like I hope that would be the first thing that comes to mind um, so yeah so after that um, tragic incident happened a couple of my friends started a fund in his honor a scholarship fund um, to give two kids every three years the opportunity to go on a Caribbean trip couple months after they started it they asked they reached out to me and asked if I wanted to be a part of it and obviously I was like ecstatic to join the, the Tucker Francis team and um, over the course of you know um, like, like three years now um, we've been able to raise over a hundred thousand dollars Wow for the Tucker a Francis uh, scholarship fund and at this point, the biggest thing is just keeping this memory alive. So that's why uh, every summer we have the Tucker Francis Memorial Lacrosse game. Um, and this summer was the first time that we had a trophy for it that uh, my dad helped me make. Um, I shouldn't say my dad helped me make. I should say my dad pretty much single-handedly put it together. It was just uh, since Tucker was the chef on the Tabor Boy, we got a bunch of pots and pans and turned it into a trophy. And every year, um, anybody who knew Tucker or has heard about the podcast since, or not podcast, has heard about the game since, um, can um, join and spread Tucker's memory, keep it alive, um, playing lacrosse the way he did, just being the best teammate, being a great competitor, um, being nice, having fun, and um, I know you guys asked me earlier you know why I have so much fun playing and I think that's part of it is it's such you only get to play lacrosse for so long so you know every day really is a blessing even if it is a tough practice or whatever it might be um, you just got to take full advantage of it so yeah I'll say playing in that game this past summer I was super excited I wanted to play in it um this summer before freshman year because we were in the group chat and you mm -hmm. mentioned I was like oh Tabor I've been there. Like, I'd fucking love to go, but uh, I was super happy to be in a part of it this past summer, and uh, probably one of the more competitive pickup games, if you even want to call it a pickup game. It was pretty competitive. Yeah, uh, it's funny. I think right away everybody takes it like the first quarter, or so everybody takes it pretty easy and uh, yeah. just have fun. But then, you know, once people start scoring a little bit, we'll <laughs> get the competitive side comes out, which I love because. Tucker was such a competitor, um, and then this year went into overtime. Right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really, had the game-winning assist too to your buddy. Hunter, Hunter had the game-winning <laughs> assist to Willie Tardif. Um, I absolutely blew the game-winning goal <laughs> on the other end. Shot just an inch wide of the pipe. Well, let's also talk about Jared Brush going BTB like five times and missing the net. That's a good point. <laughs> classic in classic Jared Brush fashion. <laughs> So I guess for those who don't know, Jared was our third attacker, yep. myself, Hunter, and Jared last year. I love Jared to death. Like, <laughs> the amount of times I've fed him on top of the crease, and I'll tell you, he blew that fucking game himself, for you. <laughs> and, uh, 
didn't didn't happen to didn't happen to finish. It was, it was classic Jared hit him hit him on the crease and Jared decided to go. Jared Jared got a little too fancy. And decided to go behind the back, missed the net. Yeah, jump man missed. Yeah, jump man jump missed. Jump man missed. missed. But the thing is, if I'd given him a feed for a thirteen yard step down, he would have scored. But right in front of the net, no. not a not a spot. No. No. <laughs> wow. Well, I can but remember I, too. I missed myself. I can't blame it on Jared. Yeah. Well, I remember too Jared going BTB like last like minute of the game and it was tied and you guys could have won it right there and your goalie just goes what the fuck is he doing <laughs> and i was like i looked at him and i was like classic jared and that's he was awesome. like oh that's no awesome. and i remember joe myers just being like that's classic jared <laughs> classic jared but uh oh, that was that was such a fun game and uh i just showed jack the picture of the trophy and me with it and i I mean, that was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Uh, I was also, that was the first year of the trophy, right? So First year of the trophy, mm. second so. year of the game, and this was the first year we did. We kind of balled out this year. We got, um, I have one with me, actually. We got we got blue balls. Blue balls. Um, because nice. uh, the colors of the fund are blue and, and white. Is there any reason uh, behind that? Just because? Just I don't know. I don't really think there is. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They're just nice colors. And, you know, so you said you'd do this. Tucker, actually, I think it might have been Tucker had, like, baby blue eyes like this. Uh, oh, wow. Huh. There you go. So you said you'd do this tournament in these games, like, every single summer now for the past few years. Mm -hmm. There's something about playing in a tournament like that that's dedicated to someone like Tucker A. Francis because everyone loves to play the game and everyone loves to compete. But when you know you're playing for something more than that and you're playing for a brother who unfortunately can't play anymore and just knowing that you're continuing to show their love through, of the sport through your playing, it's probably one of the best feelings yeah, in the I world. Mean, they call it the medicine game for a reason. I, think that, <laughs> I really think that playing lacrosse can, and I think other sports can be like this too, but lacrosse is obviously my sport and, and our sport mm -hmm. um, was named the medicine game because it, it's, it's such a healing, it's such a great way to heal. Um, and obviously Tucker's not with us anymore, but I think that being able to play um, in his memory is such a great way to keep his memory alive and, um, you know, use it as a way, as a way to heal. Like it sucks that he's not around anymore, but, Every summer I get to play in that game, and it's like, you know, everybody's playing. Everybody wants to play how he would have wanted the game to be played, and um, I just think it's such a great way for everybody to heal, keep his memory alive, and, and every day, like, it, it's a way for for us to recover from whatever might be happening in our lives, or um, remember Tucker. That's why I'm wearing two this year, is to you know play in his life, and um, yeah. Well, I mean, even for, like, me just coming in and not knowing anybody there. Well, I, I mean, I know you and Jared, and but, uh, like, not even knowing anyone there and just, like, hearing the stories about Tuck and, like, it even made me, like, in a way kind of be like, oh, like, there is a greater purpose for this game. Like, we're not here just to, like, score goals and, like, we're here to be with the boys, have a good time. You know, you don't get to – not everyone's blessed with the – 
athleticism of us freak athletes you know but <laughs> I mean uh, Mr. Francis says it every, every year Tucker's dad but Tucker wasn't the best player on our team but he, he just loved being out there with the guys and yeah. being able to play and compete and lacrosse is a team sport it's not yeah. tennis or golf um, right or swimming or whatever part of what makes it great is you form this brotherhood with the guys that you play with and you get to know one another on a level that you wouldn't get to know most people and that's I think what makes it special and you know you want to keep someone's memory alive who is so awesome and so impactful and hope that you can keep not only keep his memory alive but spread his message and what he was about so you transferred to Emerson your sophomore year of college yeah right so to start my sophomore year can you take us through that experience and why you chose to come to Emerson? Um, so, kind of a long story. So my, <laughs> so going into my senior year of high school, that summer I got um, mono, so I couldn't play, um, couldn't play lacrosse that entire summer. So. Um, whether I was emailing coaches or they were like asking to see me play, I was kind of like, well, I, I can't play because I have mono. And Jeez. Yeah. So, Man. so right. So if you're go- if you're not going to Division One, if you're if you're going to Division One, you've been recruited by the time you're going to your senior year. But yeah. if you're not going D two D three, the summer going into your senior year is usually when you know you're going to. What's it called? Like when teams put on like showcases, showcases. Oh, um, prospect, prospect days. prospect days, showcases, all that kind of stuff. Playing tournaments for summer lacrosse. That's big. So I wasn't going to do one. So it was either like D two, D three, and um, so yeah. So I couldn't play that entire summer because I had mono. Um, you can't play a contact sport with mono because uh, of your spleen could explode. Um, so, um, so yeah, at that point it was kind of like coaches wanted to see me play. I couldn't play. And, um, at that point it was kind of, I could play in the fall and try and go somewhere, but, um, I also played football in high school and I loved playing football. And, um, I also could have potentially kicked for football in college. So at that point I wasn't really too sure what I wanted to do. Um, so I decided to play football and I also didn't want to give up my senior year of football um, to just play club lacrosse in the fall so I decided to play football ended up applying to a bunch of schools where I could potentially get into and also play lacrosse and try and walk on at possibly play football so after I applied to schools I kind of narrowed things down to um, Ohio Wesleyan and St. Mike's which is up in Vermont, and um, Ohio Wesleyan, I could have been on the football team and had an opportunity to try out for the lacrosse team, but I went out to Ohio, and I I didn't like Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know many people that do like Ohio, let's be honest. I, I visited Ohio. I was, I was really excited. <laughs> Ohio Wesleyan's good school, and great lacrosse program, great football program. 
realized that there were just fields everywhere. That's all it was. was it's just yeah. fields. Pennsylvania 2.0. It's like, yeah, it's, it's very Western <laughs> it, Pennsylvania It really 2.0, is. Yeah. And <laughs> I just didn't like it. So I went up to Vermont, and um, St. Mike's is in Winooski, which is the town over from um, Burlington. Burlington's a nice little city. has stuff going on. In Winooski, there's like a you know, Cumberland Farms and McDonald's and a few restaurants and stuff. So I was like, oh, at least that, at least there's something. Here. Right, yeah. right. So um, talked to the lacrosse coach. He said that um, you know even the guys who recruited didn't necessarily have a spot on the team. It just came down to you know who um, who played the you know who who played well. He said three things: who played if you. Who played well? You got to play well. Show that you're a college lacrosse player. Come in in shape, and um, be a good teammate. And I was like, I can handle those things. <laughs> I can compete. Like, yeah, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give this place a shot. And I went in, thought I had a pretty good tryout, but um, long story short, the uh, I didn't make it. And um, I just remember after getting cut, I just walked out of the coach's office, and there were like these wood woods behind St. Mike's with like these paths like walking trails and stuff and I just like left and I just like went down one of these paths and I found like a bench I sat down and cried for just like probably an hour um and then um went back to my room was obviously really upset and then um some of the guys on the team had found out because I wasn't at practice and I had a lot of guys on the team come up to me and say, like, oh, you should have made it, like, whatever, what do you need now? Um, which was really nice and, you know, made me feel like I could play at that level. Um, and I still remember um, a kid who's a year older than me who had actually transferred into St. Mike's. He had gone to, um, like, Arizona State to play before. He decided to play club at Arizona State, which I think the year before, a couple years before, I won the... MCLA yeah, they're good. Title. But he just didn't, he wanted to like play more competitively than club. Um, so he transferred into St. Mike's. And I remember Matt Boyce coming up to me and being like, oh, like, so, so you're going to transfer? And I was like, I didn't, I didn't, like, I'm a college freshman. I didn't even know that that was a thing. <laughs> and um, I was like, what? He was like, dude, you're a good lacrosse player. Like, you could, you can go play somewhere. Like, like, it's not here. Get out of here. No, and no, but, but like, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, no, go like, go yeah, somewhere. Like, yeah, in, a, in, across, in the like, best way possible. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at that point, I started looking at schools to transfer to where I might be able to play and still get a good education. And um, while I was at Tabor, I actually did my my senior project on stand up comedy. So my <laughs> final project was like a fifteen minute set, and um, I'm looking for places to go with my parents like some you're also doing stand up in Burlington at yeah I was doing times. stand up yeah. I mean so because I wasn't playing lacrosse I had all this free time <laughs> so I was like oh so why not I, so basically that during that time I, I just didn't I didn't stop I like would go to the gym every single day for two hours lift play wall ball um, which I loved actually playing wall ball because the the coaches you had to go by the coach's office yeah. on the way to um, play um I'd always play in squash courts yeah. that they had there. So I, I like kind of 
kind of enjoyed walking by his office every. I'm like, I, I'd be lying if I didn't. Enjoyed <laughs> walking by his office every single day with Kyle and him and go and play wall ball. And For sure. Totally. Make sure he, uh, you know, maybe he didn't even notice, but <laughs> in my head, I was. Uh, He's a big fuck. That's all that matters. Waiting to make the right decision. That's all that matters. And then um, just a little extra motivation, but. Um, yeah, so I had all this extra free time in my hands, so I got into the stand-up scene in Burlington, Vermont, and <laughs> the Burlington Comedy Club stand-up twice a week, and then a skinny pancake once a week. The skinny pancake. Delicious. Yeah, so it's a, uh, it's a crepe place. Get out. Um, yeah, it's called the skinny pancake. We'll fly on words. It's um, very good. And... Sometimes it would be like a crowd of like five people. But <laughs> I was I was up there getting my chops in, and uh, sometimes my friends would come. Sometimes I'd go on my own, but um, kept doing stand up. So, anyways, back to Emerson. So my mom sent me an article one day about like you know Emerson College, only comedy major uh, in the country. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I always look at that. And I was like, oh, they have a lacrosse team. And I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do at that point. And I was, right. like, I was like, oh, wait. Like, whatever. I think it's like 33% acceptance rate. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a pretty good school. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's in downtown Boston. And I was like, this is pretty cool. Right. So um, I emailed Coach Colombini in like, uh, like late October. And, or maybe it was later than that even I, I don't remember so I, I emailed him and I was trying to come for next semester I was trying to right. play for like spring for spring. freshman spring I was yeah. like I want to play now <laughs> but um, because of how the whatever the process works I couldn't deadlines, get in for yeah. second semester yeah the deadlines or whatever they couldn't make any uh, adjustments for me <laughs> ridiculous um, so um, came to Emerson Got the tour, met with Coach Colomby, had a great talk with him, and um, I remember leaving the um, interview with Coach Colomby and walking down Boylston Street with my dad back to the parking garage, and I was just like, this is where I want to go. It just, it, like, it was the same thing with when I went to visit Tabor when I was visiting um, schools for high school. I was just like, sometimes you just have a feeling and I feel like you gotta follow your gut as much as you can and um, I just had that feeling like this is where I want to spend the next three years of my life um, and ended up transferring for my sophomore year and I've been able to play college lacrosse here ever since and I've had a blast playing under Coach Colombini and playing with you guys and other guys here so so yeah, that's how I ended up at Emerson. Wow. <laughs> and so you're uh, you're a sports comm major, correct, with a comedy minor? Is uh, that no, no, no minor. So what happened uh, was, um, I um, basically Coach called me and he was like, "All right, just get in and then <laughs> figure out what you want your major to be once you're in." So I was like, "Okay." So my first semester, I just took all um, core classes like that you need to, yeah, yeah. like your web or arts mm-hmm. requirements. Um, and then I was thinking about it, but I all, I obviously also love sports, and they had said that if I wanted to do a comedy major, I would have had to stay in college for an extra year, and I was like, that's a lot of money. And uh, yeah, so I decided to be a sports comm major, and um, you know, I want to get into the media, sports media field, and 
love sports, I love talking about sports. <laughs> it seemed like the perfect fit. And I'm not a comedy minor, so I don't have a prez, but I have taken a bunch of comedy classes. Because um, why not, you know? Yeah. Is that how the Chase Wellington character came about? For those of you who don't know about Chase Wellington, <laughs> Austin Franklin has this second personality or... I wouldn't even say it's a second person. It's, it's, it's you. It's him. It's you, but very theatrical, for sure. And just the name Chase Wellington. Well, I will also say, that was probably one of the craziest nights when we came up with that. So, you, me, Callaway, Malcolm, uh, just doing a study date, basically, in your apartment. Yeah, how uh, did... How did Chase Millington come about? Oh, how did such it, a story. How did High Voltage, his TV show, come about? So, wow. So, <laughs> I... A lot to unpack here. Junior fall, two weeks before the end of the semester, right in the thick of finals, final papers, whatever, um, I sent a text to the group chat, and I was like, hey, boys, I'm standing in, doing homework, and you guys are in the dorm, it can be loud on the weekends, if you guys need a place to study, feel free to come by and have a study hall come over at that point i had also like just deleted my instagram like a month prior because <laughs> i was like i'm so sick i know it took cause it took some convincing to get you back on so hunter callaway and malcolm so hunter and our two goalies come come over to do the study hall and so classic <laughs> no studying gets done Not so about, like a million different things <laughs> and then that was the conbro chill Day two. Yeah, we were watching a lot of Combo Ted talks videos, about them. Ted, <laughs> Ted talks, talks about Combo Chill. Fantastic. Some ultimate lax bro. Highly recommend on. that, by the way. Um, yeah, the Combo Chill Ted talk is ridiculous. ridiculous. Um, so yeah, so we're watching like like Combo Chill videos, just talking back and forth, and I I don't know who brought it up or whatever, but when you like I I usually send out snaps of just like. Snap videos of me just like whatever, sending out daily motivation, funny stuff, whatever, um, to the guys. And one of you guys, while we're watching like Combo Chill and stuff, was like, why don't you do this? And I was like, what are you doing? Well, I think it came up, we were like, oh, how funny would it be if we all just dressed up in like neon costumes and like went out and just went crazy? Yeah. And we were like, oh, that would be so funny. like, no, you should actually do it. Yeah. And I was like, I literally just got off. I know. I was like, I was well, like, I, I will say the boys of Boylston Instagram page is still out there. If anyone Not really active, wants, if like, anyone really wants to find it. So, so you guys were like, do it, do it, do it. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so you guys were like, if you do it, we'll do it. Right. So I'm like, all right. If the boys are doing it, let's do it. <laughs> so we come up with this like names, like characters to to play, and it lasted for a little bit. But I'm the only one who stuck through yeah, it. Yeah, no, you went um, through with it. So I was just making videos every day of just like whatever as this character, Chase Wellington. And the big start of it was the Christmas the push. The Christmas push. I was just about to say that. Yeah, so honestly, I think that's kind of what made it take off. Yeah, because, for sure. Um, I've always been like, I've always been like towards the end of the semester, I was like, it's grinder season. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. This is it. Two weeks left. Like, get after it. So yeah, so it was two weeks yeah so I'm like, it's the christmas push get after it every day i'm pumping out like videos about the christmas push um i'm like just push through all you gotta do is push the finals and then i had people sending me like pictures and snaps of them, yeah. like of like their homework 
doing like Christmas push, snapping their face, yeah. or like them in the library, Christmas push. So I keep posting those. We had all of New England story. doing it. It was ridiculous. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, probably got like, I got a lot of just like pictures of people doing the Christmas yeah. push, and I would just throw them on my story. And before I knew it, I had like a few hundred followers on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? And I just like kept doing it just because I thought it was fun, just like me doing goofy stuff. And then like a year later, I've got a little over a thousand followers, which isn't much, but, but still, I'm just doing it for fun. And, and it was it was also a pretty good way to combine your two passions with sports and comedy too. Yeah, so basically, Chase Wellington has turned into uh, the Ron Burgundy of sports <laughs> casting. Is the best way I can describe it. Um, so kind of like if Ron Burgundy covered sports. He would be Chase Wellington. Um, For sure. So, I think that the sports media landscape is like constantly changing. And I think it's getting away from, you know, Sports Center where everybody, they just show clips and then that's it because everybody's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Right. You, get, you see the biggest clips of the day, you see the highlights on your phone, your friends are sending them to you. Um, so obviously you've already seen the sports TV landscape shift more to debate talk shows, which I think are still going to be around. But I do think that people in the sports media field are always um, are, are like looking for ways to create content that's not just around the highlights. That's more about um, people want to know what's going on off the field. Just it's it's almost more important than what's going yeah. on on the field from an entertainment perspective. You see it right now with Tom Brady. People want to know where he's... People are talking more about where Tom Brady's going to go this year than, you know, how he's playing on the field. Well, the PLL's doing a great job of that. Rob Pinnell just announced he's going to the PLL. Yeah. Big fucking news that's, there. That's, what, that's, what's, um, that's kind of the way it's going, right? It's, it's more about... Uh, it's, it's just as much, if not more, about the entertainment value than it is actually about the sport. Um, so... I've always had this idea to do like a sports talk show, kind of like a you know, late night show, like a Colbert or um, Leno, Letterman, whatever you watch, um, or like The Daily Show. Mm. I think The Daily Show is probably the closest comp for what I want to do. So um, I've always had this idea to do this show, and I started talking to Juwan about it who's one of my closest friends on the team and um, also wants to get into the sports media landscape just got an internship at ESPN yeah. shout out to Juwan congrats Juwan very big congratulations and uh, just today got it and um, he I started talking to him about this idea and he was like let's do it <laughs> I was like okay I'm down let's do it let's make it happen so um, we started high voltage with Chase Wellington. So <laughs> that's right. Um, I got the opportunity to make a bunch of shows of me doing, um, you know, the opening block where I have some sort of a uh, sort of like SNL. So we started out with SNL style weekend update style format where talk about a news story, make a joke, next news story, um, and then the second season we. I tried switching it up and doing more of like what John Oliver does where he'll focus on one thing the entire time. Um, and then we'd mix in different segments like a field reporter segment. I did a uh, music video on Tom Brady. Um, we did <laughs> sketches. We did um, 
so many different things. And then it would end with my final word, which is my final thought of what just happened in sports that week. Um, so yeah, that was that was high voltage, and um, I obviously learned a lot from doing that and, and had a blast with it. And was able to mix in sports and comedy, which are two of my biggest passions, and find um, the crossover between the two. Um, so. Yeah, any, any other high voltage questions? Or no, but you're no. a pretty big serial like brand starter entrepreneur, some might say. So, uh, talk a little bit about Twain. Um, I'm just curious when it started. I know it's at this point it's not like the biggest focus, but I know you've done a lot with it, and uh, I I admire all the work you do with it. And so I'm kind of just like if if I have an idea and I want to <laughs> run with it, I just do it. I'm just like, why not try right. it, see where it goes, and. And Twain was the one where you got all your interns and yes, air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> you got so so Twain. So my um, so going in wow, way back. So my <laughs> junior year of high school, one of my friends uh, Sterling and I were sitting at um, a table in our dining hall. And we we're looking out at the rest of the, the kids in the dining hall and we saw like four or five kids with the exact same Patagonia fleece on. Right. I don't know if you guys have seen them before, but they're just basically like some sort of a yeah. funky design. And you're like, you would only get that because no one else would have it. Like For you, sure. You want that because you want to be original and unique. And we're like, but five people are wearing the exact <laughs> same one. It kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. So the next time we went over Sterling's house, we went out to Joanne Fabrics or AC Moore or something like that and got a bunch of like fleece swatches and we got a little pamphlet on how you sew together, cut out and then sew together uh, like a fleece or a, uh, like a sweatshirt or whatever. Mm -hmm, yeah. So we go into his basement with all this stuff, we cut it out and we're like, all right, time to sew. And then we get out of his mom's sewing machine we're like, we don't know how to sew. So <laughs> um, we ended up um, taking it to a seamstress who put them together for us and we started wearing them around school and people were like oh what is that like is that Patagonia whatever like no no we made it and we're <laughs> like, yeah right like no seriously like, we made these yeah. like, what that's crazy like can I get one like can I make these so after our senior year we were like you know let's actually do this why not give it a shot see what happens so we um got a bunch of funky designs on t-shirts and we would walk up and down beaches like down the Cape in Massachusetts, Rhode Island and with just a big old cardboard box filled with t-shirts and I'd go up to every single person on the beach and try and sell them a t-shirt and like half the people would be like, get away from me weirdo. <laughs> but um, some people would actually listen and I'd actually make some sales and then kept working on it while we were at St. Mike's and then that summer we um, made our first actual line of clothing through a manufacturer. So we made t-shirts, hats, and then we made a cool sweatshirt that had like seersucker on the pocket and on the hood. And then we made another line. And then um, what we're starting to shift towards is doing collaborations with charities. So we'll make, um, th this is the first one that we did actually, was the collaboration with the Tucker Francis Fund. It seemed like a good fit to be the first collaboration with. And we, obviously Tucker's slogan was be nice, so we just put be nice on the front of a 
light blue hoodie, um, and then we did the same thing on a white hoodie, but the yeah. embroidery is in light blue, and we gave half the profits to the Tucker Francis Fund, so um, we were able to raise some money for them and do more than just the clothing company, um, have some social impact too. Um, so that's how you know we started Twain, and I, I've learned a lot from it. We've been in like a half a dozen retail stores. Um, done okay in sales and it's been a lot of fun you know I've, I've got to learn a lot about clothing and the fashion industry and uh, I don't know I, I just like learning about stuff and I, I always think the more you do something the more you learn about it like you can read about something or watch videos on it like you guys could watch because you listen to three podcasts every day and watch all the YouTube videos you want and read all the books you want on podcasting it's not going to be yeah. actually doing a podcast right, right. Right. You do it the better you're going to get at it and the more you're going to learn about it so I always just think if I, if I have something I'm really passionate about and um, kind of just like with Chase Wellington or me doing stand up or playing lacrosse like do it you know don't, mm. don't let anybody tell you you can't do it cause yeah. passion runs pretty deep in your family like uh, I know both of your sisters are really good singers and musicians uh, your brother followed his passion with lacrosse now coaching at Cushing yeah um, how do you how do you see yourself uh, pursuing your passions now that you're in your final year of college. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I like try to put off thinking. About I know. I'm awesome. sure. It's insane. And live day to day. You have two months left. I, dude, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just. I just said. It. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to just enjoy it as much as possible. Um, every single day, just like. Being, getting, I try, I mean, I've always, I think, tried to get to the locker room as early as possible, <laughs> but even more so just getting there early and just, like, sitting there and soaking it up, soaking up being with the boys and playing every day and getting extra shots, getting extra work in, staying after practice, just being around the guys as much as possible um, and, and enjoying every moment. Even going to class is, is fun, you know? And, uh, you know, even, like, for me, there are days I'm like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll skip class today or whatever. But, like, I've been, it's like every single day I'm, like, fired up to go to class because, you know, I'm never going to take a class again. Two <laughs> months, right? Yeah, two months, yeah. yeah. Now, now, listen to this. You are the only graduating senior on the Emerson lacrosse team this year. Mm-hmm. What does that feel like? You, you are, like, the top dog on the team right now. And it's also crazy, too, because you you're the you wouldn't be here if you hadn't transferred and we wouldn't have a senior exactly. class so exactly that's, that's pretty big for us because you've been a leader Huge. to us so what does that just and feel filling like, you know? filling the void that it's going to be created when you're gone is going to be a challenge so yeah for sure try not to think about it <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I always think like i don't know i've, I've never really worried about like oh you know, one senior like whatever it is um I kind of expect everybody to be a leader in their own way. Um, like a, a freshman isn't going to lead in the same way that I am. Um, but, um, and Skyler's a captain as a sophomore, right? right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think there'll be a lot of good leadership in the junior class from Callaway, Juwan, to um, Tim, to Lucas. And the way I look at leadership is it's not, you, you can't expect one guy to to carry the load, everybody's got to do their part um, because it's a team sport. It's not just an individual, and you can't like change who who you are just because you have a, a title or whatever. Um, 
it may be whether you're a senior you know, it's like the captain title or whatever um, you, you just gotta be yourself and try to be the best person possible and do the stuff that's right for the team um, so yeah I, I try not to think about that kind of stuff too much <laughs> and just try and show up every day with a smile on my face yeah. and ready to get to work and um, make everybody better and try and help help the other guys come along um, with their own games and as people and as leaders uh, I've seen both of you guys develop as leaders over the past year I think when both of you guys came in you guys were just trying to figure out what the right like you know trying to figure out how to get to class how to you know how to get to lift five days a week how to you know get to practice on time how to do the right stuff in practice how to make the right plays like and, and that's what you should be focused on doing as a freshman like just figuring it all out and that's your role and if you can do that then it makes it easier on everybody else and now I've seen you guys as sophomores um, really step up and make sure other guys are getting to the gym and you know help get get to practice early every day and get extra work in and you know bring guys out with you to get extra work in and, and you know you guys have developed as leaders and you guys are going to continue you know doing that I wouldn't worry too much about it Boyd <laughs> you guys are going to do a good job on that end thanks Austin yeah. <laughs> you're welcome it's well deserved. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, I know you don't want to think about it, but are you just gonna continue with these these passion projects, as some might call them, and yes, try to keep those going as well as when you find a I don't want to say a real job because I think these could become your job, but mm -hmm. yeah, you never know. But um, I, I definitely would love to do something. Um, I, I just have so many passions, so it's not like I'm gonna stop. <laughs> You know, stop. It's not like I'm just going to graduate. Right. And be like, oh, that's it. No more lacrosse. Right. right? Like, I, I still think I'll find a way to get involved, whether it's something like just the Tucker Francis game every year or um, let's coach like little kids or something like that. Yeah. I have free time. But um, it, it's not going to be the same. But I'm not just going to look like lacrosse is part of who I am. I'm not going to just stop with that. But, but as like on top of that, my other side side passions of comedy and sports and clothing whatever I, I almost feel like i'm gonna have so much free time on my hands <laughs> once i graduate because playing college lacrosse even though it's at the division three level it takes up it's it's such a uh, you've got to be all in it's it takes up a lot of time it's um in season you're lifting for at least an hour a day and then you are playing either a game for two hours or you're practicing for two hours and then you're I'm getting there an hour early so I can hang out in the locker room for a right. little bit and then get extra work in for at least a half an hour if I'm more before practice you're watching film at night for half hour or more so you add that all Hopefully. up it's like it, it, for us it's like a 15 minute walk to the gym, 15 minute walk back to campus, 15 minute walk to the field, 15 minute walk, I'm like walking back, it's like six hours of my day. Yeah. So I'm like, what am I gonna do with all this time? Who knows? Yeah, I know, right? Like, might, might make a rocket ship. <laughs> no, I won't. But um, yeah, so, so I think I'm gonna have a lot of uh, like free time on my hands and I'm gonna be able to keep doing Chase Wellington and keep doing Twain and helping out with the Tucker Francis scholarship who knows maybe I'll get find a new passion maybe I'll yeah you know, who knows you never know um, 
But I, I just think if you follow what you're passionate about and um, what you're into, then good things are gonna happen. You're gonna have a lot of fun. You're gonna learn and surround yourself with good people. Good things happen. Um, and then hopefully, I get a job during whether it's writing or something with sports. Um, I'm gonna be able to keep doing stuff that I love. So I'm I'm excited. As much as I am sad to leave you guys, <laughs> it's like a I feel like a you know. Bird leaving the nest. Gotta, <laughs> gonna make me emotional. Mama bird pushing make me us emotional. off the branch. You don't want, I don't want to leave the nest. You gotta leave the nest. Gotta leave the nest. That's true. Well, I'm I have saying, nothing else for yeah, you. Why don't you give yourself else. a little shameless plug and let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah. Uh, on, you mean like Chase Wellington? Anything. All Anything. of that. So Instagram, at Twain Clothiers, if you want to look at our clothing, at Twain, T W A I N, as in Mark Twain, Clothers. At Chase Wellington underscore for on Instagram for content of all sorts. Um, on Twitter at Chase the Dynamo for more Chase Wellington content. On TikTok at Chase Wellington <laughs> underscore. On Twitter, the only personal social media I have is my personal <laughs> Twitter. Which is hilarious. And it's at say. Hey It's Franklin. So H A Y. I-T-S-F-R-A-N-K-L-I-N at Hey It's Franklin if you want to keep up with my personal life. And now, where can people learn more about uh, Tucker Francis Fun? Mm -hmm. Um, So on Instagram and Facebook, if you type in the Tucker A. Francis Scholarship Fund, it should pop up. Or if you just Google Tucker Francis Scholarship Fund, you can get directed to the website and I'm sure you can find Instagram and Twitter on there. Um, If you're a lacrosse player, come out to the game this summer it'll be a lot of fun um got to go swimming after true play lacrosse what more could you ask for not much yeah thank you very much uh thanks for having me guys thank you thank you chase wellington (laughs) awesome awesome (laughs) thank you so much